In this video, we will be talking about ways to modernize the waste sector and make improvements to the renewable energy using the Wilson Steam Autoclaves. Welcome to Profit 3 TV and today we're joined by Sheila Hughes here at the Innovation Factory in the, uh, Springfield Road. Sheila, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you very much for coming in. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. I am Sheila Hughes and I am the Marketing Manager of Wilson Biochemical. At Wilson Biochemical we are technology providers for the waste energy sector. Wow, excellent. So recycling industry then as a whole, so or not? No? It's more so for the waste management sector. Uh, excellent. So um, what we would do is our technology is called the Wilson system. Mm -hmm. now, this is a steam autoclaving system that can treat up to 150,000 tons of waste per year. Wow. A few of our highlights would be that we can divert up to 90% of waste from landfill. We can reduce the volume of waste by 80%. Wow. And the product that we can create from your waste is called Wilson Fiber, which is a renewable energy feedstock. Amazing. Yes. So how, how does the system work? Okay, so the Wilson Autoclaves will take unsorted municipal solid waste, so your black bin bag waste. Mm. The waste is then fed into an autoclave and the autoclaves are like big steam pressure cookers. Mm -hmm. The waste is then treated with a dry saturated steam and the temperature is held at 160 degrees centigrade and it'll be cooked for about an hour. So each system will have two vessels that work in tandem so we can treat 20 tons of waste per hour. Mm -hmm. After processing, all your food, your paper, your cardboard, your grass, your any organic waste gets mm -hmm. broken down into a cellulose fiber and the rest of the material, so your plastics, the metals, your glass, that's all ready for recycling. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to separate post-autoclaving. The autoclave itself actually does the recycling for you. Wow. So it's really easy when the material starts coming out of the autoclave, you can pick out all the plastics and it goes through just a regular separation system. And the main point of our technology is that we produce this cellulose fiber so this is our feedstock now for renewable energy developments. Excellent. So it's a feedstock that can be given to animals? No, it's a feedstock that would be used in combustion purposes. So ah. we can use it with gasifiers or anaerobic digestion or paralysis. Very good. So actually you're, you're taking waste and then you've got an output that's useful? Yes. It's almost instead of you know waste energy plan, it's like a fuel preparatory system. Excellent. And what, what vehicles? So Fuels vehicles then, yeah. It, we can do that too down the line. So right. basically what we would like, our, our Wilson fiber, you can use it in a basic CHP plant. So mm -hmm. that's a combined heat and power. Wow. So you can feed it into this plant. It will burn it and that's it will generate electricity that you can put back onto the grid. Incredible. So now it's just electricity being created from a mm -hmm. renewable resource. Very good. So basically, yeah, you're taking our domestic waste and you're taking it, treating it in your your steam process, uh, your magic process, that <laughs> uh, sounds incredible. And then you're you're actually gen generating a fuel that can be used then to generate electric. Yes. Back. So we're getting the full cycle. Amazing. So there's a lot of things happening around us now with recycling. It's uh, very hot topic mm -hmm. over here, and some sometimes in the US. And actually, your accent is is <laughs> obviously uh, you're from from that side of the yes. the, the water. So. Um, you see a future that we're going to have to recycle. You think that no matter what happens, we are, we are going to have to recycle. Of course, like 
there is a plastics crisis happening. We can see it on Facebook every day. We see it in all these new documentaries coming out. It is thankfully getting the attention that it deserves. Mm -hmm. Now, the autoclaving system, it's not gonna change the plastics that's in the ocean right now, yeah. but we can change the future trends on how we are actually recycling. A funny fact that people don't actually realize some of the times is that when we are recycling at home, if I do a really great job on recycling my materials and I clean everything out and you put something wrong into your bin following me, the whole load is contaminated. So that actually contaminated load can still end up going to landfill or get shipped abroad for incineration. Wow. So the beauty of an autoclave is you don't have to worry about this beforehand. You know, an example that our engineer always loves to give is if you put a tin of beans in the autoclave, the beans will turn into fiber and the tin will be completely sterile and ready for recycling. Incredible. So it does actually the sorting that, that as you say, because I know for a fact, and I see it myself, when we have kids in the house and we're trying to educate them mm -hmm. to recycle, but sometimes they do uh, not put the right things in the right boxes and I'm sure it goes out, and I'm sure in many other households as well, it does go out. And mm -hmm. now From what you're, you're saying, I understand that we're contaminating and we're, we're making the, the load, it's not, it's not, as it should be, so causing problems then for the recycling. We can cause problems and mm -hmm. it's hard for the environment agency and the governments to actually keep track of this. Mm -hmm. So the recycling rates that you do here that the UK is reaching doesn't necessarily take this into consideration. Now, it's going to happen. It is basic human error and we're not sitting here trying to deter people for doing their bit and trying to recycle, mm -hmm. but it's a safer option mm. that we can actually divert this from landfill. Amazing, excellent. And where, where do you see the future of recycling? So at the moment, we all have our little bins at home and we're putting our uh, different things into the different boxes and they go out every two weeks. Uh, do, you, you, do you think that'll continue for many years or obviously you're trying to introduce systems like this into the, the whole ecosystem? I do think it will continue as and it should continue, but it will be down to each municipality. So some municipalities might have a better recycling scheme in place and not suffer too many problems, but then there are certain areas that it could be different for them, uh, and it might give us a more continuous and easier recycling system rather than, say, if my street I have five different bins and you have three bins, this is where all the confusion is led from too. So we can alleviate those problems, but, you know, we are here to make a better environment and mm -hmm. we want recycling and safer waste procedures in place so no we don't want people to stop caring about what they throw out and to reuse their materials as much as possible Very good. and do you see a change so obviously how long have you been in this industry is it i've been working with wilson biochemical for the last eight years wow okay so definitely so mm -hmm. have you seen a change in those eight years and the attitude uh, and what's happening in the in the waste and recycling uh, industry? Yes, um, there are newer technologies coming out and being implemented mm -hmm. and new municipalities are backing these up. Uh, Belfast alone we have a new gasifier coming into the city. Wow. So there is a lot happening on the waste front. Now the difference is the autoclaves are a more efficient technology. Mm -hmm. They harness the value of waste mm -hmm. better than a gasifier would. The trouble with treating waste is it's a heterogeneous in nature. So every load of waste that you take in, none of it's going to be the same. 
and this causes a lot of problems for certain technologies like gasification yeah. because their energy the energy yields can be all over the place. Now what our system will do is when it breaks down into fiber, it is homogenous, so it is the same every time. No matter where the waste comes from, if there is organic fraction of the waste going into the autoclave, mm -hmm. the cellulose fiber will come out. And we've tested this over and over, and it's just, we have repeatability, consistency, and it's the same product at the end. So this will actually alleviate any troubles different technologies are having mm -hmm. to produce energy from MSW. Amazing. So, and as you say, it's consistent every every cycle? Every cycle, every time. Wilson okay. Fiber is exactly the same. Wow. Now, like, our company even has a, um, it's a Lloyd's of London process guarantee. So, we are backed up to say that whatever we put in, we know this will break down into fiber that can be used. Amazing. And what's, what's the uses of the fiber then? Have you found it different so it creates electricity? Well, we can create electricity. Mm -hmm. uh, we've spent a lot of time doing research and development for on our products. There was actually a guy recently who was in the waste sector that said something funny to me. And it was, if you're going to pick it up, you need to know where you're putting it down. And that stands very true in the waste sector. Wow. And it, it rang a bell with mm -hmm. us at Wilson because obviously we're saying that we have this great product called Wilson Fiber and we can do X, Y, and Z with it. Mm -hmm. We have to prove that we can do it, and we need the empirical data, and you need the research behind it. So over the last five years, we have done a lot of grant work, and whether it's grants through Innovate UK or the EU, we've teamed up with academia. Mm -hmm. So we work a lot with the BDC, the University of York, the University of Nottingham, the University of Leeds. The list is endless. And it is important because we're a small company. Mm -hmm. There's only five of us, mostly made up of engineers and a chemist. And unfortunately, I'm not an engineering background myself. So you have to rely on the expertise of somebody else. And academia is a perfect place to find this. Mm -hmm. So one of our first grants that we started working on is to create biobutanol from the fiber. Mm -hmm. Because the fiber is actually high in carbon and it's very high sugar content, we were able to put it through. Now this could sound very technical. Well, that was I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with the sugar, actually high in sugar as yes. well. Yes. So if you put it through a hydrolysis and fermentation process, mm -hmm. you can create acetone, hydrogen, ethanol, and butanol. Mm -hmm. Now, when we develop this further, this is when we can create biobutanol for fuel for your cars and airplanes, etc. And we are working with Innovate UK again. Mm -hmm. And we have a collaboration with Natoms in India. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at treating sugarcane waste to create citric acid. Now this is all brand new project underway, but if you can crack the sugarcane problems in India, you're opening up your markets to Brazil and to other places all around the world. So India is a sugarcane problem? Is it from the waste? Then? Yes, sugarcane waste. So we're trying to introduce more sustainable and efficient farming methods and to give sugarcane farmers another way to make money. Incredible. You know, being here, Belfast, Ireland, you don't actually think of other countries around the world having problems with even different types of waste. It's, uh, so so sugarcane is, is obviously India, you mentioned Brazil, and, and the other regions then have different products that are problems. Is it? Uh, or America would have, I guess, Central America and America would have the same 
waste issues as us. Europe would be the same. Mm -hmm. Is there other, like, every region, every country is a different... You do, you do come across uh, unique different types of waste. Yeah. So, for example, in Northern Ireland, we have a big issue with chicken litter. Wow, That's okay. a huge one for us here. Amazing, yeah, yeah. So, the problem with chicken litter is when mm. it used to just be spread across the land, but chicken litter is high in nitrates. Now, this is seeping into the waterways, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of controls being put on where you can actually spread it and how it's stored and all of this. Mm -hmm. And as you know, in around Tyrone, there is chicken, there's hen houses everywhere you look. Yes, yes. So, we are looking at testing mixing chicken litter with MSW and see if we could process it that way. Incredible. Because I grew up on a farm, so actually, and we had chickens. <laughs> at a chicken house, so I didn't know that. Yeah, my uncle uh, has hen houses too. Uh, there There's eggs go. all over the place. Yeah, stop. <laughs> and I remember we used to catch the chickens and uh, you get waste on your hands and actually it would burn. Mm -hmm. It would, because as you say, exactly what you're saying. There's Nitrates, ammonia. Yes. Incredible. All like, of it. When I think back, you know, and you you wonder now, like, oh my word, like, but uh, it's amazing. We don't you don't realize what's going on in your, your environment around us, and probably we're we're so detached from it sometimes. We just like mm -hmm. to come in at the evenings, switch on the TV, and uh, uh, forget all about it. We can put our, our things in a recycling box, and after that, we don't know. So it, it feels like I'm going back to my chemistry class <laughs> here, and all these uh, phrases uh, are are coming back to me. But so R and D is critically important to your company, then. So yes. Every stage, it sounds like everything you've done has been you've invested in a lot of R&D. Is that, is that what happens? That is correct. So we had built a commercial scale facility some years ago. Mm -hmm. So we know the technology works on a large scale wow. and we can treat 150,000 tons of waste. We almost did it in a backwards way. So we started with a commercial scale plant. Mm -hmm. And then recently through these grants and the research and development, we now built a smaller plant, so a lab scale facility. So with the BDC, they're an affiliate of the University of York, we've built a micro-autoclave fiber production plant. Mm -hmm. Now the purpose of having this is strictly to produce fiber for the testing. Mm -hmm. This autoclave, this, it's a small autoclave that can treat up to 50 kilos of waste per hour. And the last project, and we built it towards this project, was to create a biocoal material. Mm -hmm. Now, the entire process, so like before, taken the waste, it is treated with a dry saturated steam, the organic content breaks down into fiber, mm -hmm. and then we've gone a step further. So once we have the fiber, it is then pelletized, and it goes through a torrefaction process, and this creates a coal-like substance. So we increase the energy density, increase the carbon, there's low sulfur emissions, mm -hmm. and it's a substitute for coal. Amazing. So another, another fuel type. Another yeah. fuel. And we've actually achieved a end of waste status on this material as well. Incredible. So, will when the plants are launched and uh, out in industry, will there be big plants or small plants? What what size will it be? A two vessel system would take about six acres of land. Wow. So it is quite a factory feel mm -hmm. to it. So mm -hmm. you'll have waste coming in one side, going through the entire process, and then the way the system really works, it's what the customer wants. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want biocoal, you don't have to have it. Incredible, you yeah, can, the option. You have the options, it can work for whatever, wherever in the world it really is. Yeah. We can make the system fit. I got you, yeah, excellent. And who, who is your customer? Is it councils, governments? We are looking at councils, municipalities. Mm -hmm. We are looking towards private landfill owners, uh, transfer station owners. 
Incredible. And uh, a target audience or target market is obviously UK. UK, we are working in the US, so we have a sister company called Hughes Energy Group, mm -hmm. and that is our sales team and our sales force for Wilson Biochemical. So they are working away in the US. We have a lot of interest there too. Excellent. And how how are people, are they receptive to new technologies like this? Because obviously it, it's incredible. We, we do have a problem with recycling. We do have a problem with waste. Uh, I don't know if we're going to produce more or, you know, we're... we're Governments are trying to educate us, uh, and we're trying to educate our kids. We're getting the, the, the taxes on our shopping bags so we can reduce the shopping bags. But uh, there is a serious will and interest to change how we recycle yes. the, across the board. Yeah, There is interest. Um, one of our famous quotes within the company is, everybody wants to be first to be second. So there's always a fear behind investing money into a new technology. Everybody wants to see it up and running and to see it working, working. for two years before they sign up to buy one. So we are at the stage that we do have a lot of projects in the pipeline yeah. and we have a lot of interest at the table right now. So it's just getting our first project across the line, start building an autoclave and get it up and running. Excellent, excellent. And where, where do you, you hope that will be in the UK? We're hoping the first one will be in the UK. Very good. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. So that's, we'll have to get uh, hit some of the social enterprises and government. So, so the, it's would be a council then would be your your target customer. Not exactly no. a council. It depends on how the waste industry that, works. So it's different in each region then. Yes. It will be different in each region wow. because it will be different the way Northern Ireland works for mm. collecting the waste and the waste contracts here than it is in the US. Gotcha. And does that make it cha a challenge for you? Yes, to it's more difficult because even just to say who's your waste audience, yes. we can go across a lot of different options here. Yeah. And it's the same on our back end technology. Our waste, our target audience will be do you want to make electricity? Do you want to make biofuels? Wow. And then it's a challenge, then, and you're obviously trying to market and, and position the brand and the company and explain the message to different audiences. That's a challenge. It is. Wow. And, and um, what, what, what do you find is the best way to do that? Is it, do you actually have to meet people face to face and explain it to them? Or do you, what's, what's the best way to? We have been doing quite a few conferences and that, that ah. does help. But the thing about going to these conferences, it's everybody that's already in your industry. Mm -hmm. So they are going to be focused on the waste sector or the renewables. So I suppose it's very important just to get local people to understand what we want to do. Of course. Yes, and do you think people are average Joe like myself were receptive to it? I think so. I think if the technology is explained yes. in a simple manner, because yes. I know when I joined the company, hearing the engineers talk about it, it's overwhelming sometimes. I, don't, I, I understood every single word. <laughs> Amazing though, as I say, I'm thinking uh, fermentation, I know what that is. <laughs> so that was brilliant. It's, but it does know it's... it's um, very technical solution, but we need something that's smart that can actually take the, the the problem we have today and actually if it can produce something that's useful as opposed to landfill, it's incredible because uh, I look at all the landfill sites we have around here, uh, how much land and, and now like I think we had a landfill site down the docks here in Belfast, mm -hmm. which is prime real estate now, yep. but oh my word, uh, like how many years does it take for a landfill site to become safe? 
Uh, that's it, and they're really costly, used. and it's hard to run, and it's, they're difficult to manage. And then for here as well, nobody likes the word incineration. Don't mention incineration. Exactly, so don't, don't worry, we are far uh, from it. Our yeah, technology doesn't come close to it. Okay. We don't exactly. burn anything, so we are not incinerators. No, very good. So, And that's a good point, uh, thank you. So, um, Because obviously, yeah, that's another disaster, and it's more fumes into the environment, and then we're breeding in the smoke. But you, So you use steam, uh, you, you take it to a certain point, and yes. you change the properties of the of the waste, and then you get the the. See, I should be in. You can come join the team whenever you want. Change the world together. That's it. No, brilliant. No, it actually does sound um, an an incredible solution that I can see why we need it. And I, I guess another question then: Do you think if fuel types change? So we're talking about vehicle fuels or burning coal. So you you can actually change the output to match. So if we end up going with uh, electric cars in a couple of years, then again, the, the system can change to, to meet the, that demand? I think for that question, it will be to see what type of research and development we'll have to carry out. That's not yeah. something that we've looked that at right yet, now, yeah. but if there's opportunities there, we can see what we can work with. Very good. I guess the, the whole the focus, <coughs> I guess the focus is taking the, the waste problem we have today and, and solving it today, which is incredible. And, and um, I'm just thinking again the move from diesel and petrol all towards electric and even the houses and burning coal and, and smokeless fuel. So is, is the is the end fibre that is burnt? Is it environmentally safe? Is it is there fumes or? It is environmentally safe. Very good. So, in the last few years, in the UK there was a big push towards you know even the homes to have biomass burners in the house, yes. and you were getting money to put. Your new stoves in, and now everything has come out to say that yeah. it's harm. It's harmful to everyone's health. There's particular matter coming into the atmosphere, so they have started the clean air strategy, and our fiber is within all the emission controls. Yeah. So we are at least bringing a new fuel to market that you can use for domestic use, mm -hmm. and you would be able to use it commercially. Mm -hmm. So when we have the bio coal. Ideally, it's meant for commingling with coal. Mm -hmm. So if you had a coal-fired power station, you can replace a ton of coal, mix it with our Wilson BioCoal, oh. reduce your emissions, and still get the same energy outputs. Incredible. So again, just because I know you've been you've an international traveler, um, is America, so obviously we know, and I'm watching this locally here in the UK, we know what our own uh, waste system is but in countries like America is it more advanced same worse different system altogether it's similar systems uh, they are we still have power coal-fired power stations mm -hmm. in the US um, wood pellets are becoming very popular in the US as they are here uh -huh. so the UK is one of the biggest importers for wood pellets in the world most of their wood pellets are from the US Canada and Latvia now this was another Strange, yeah. another recent discovery where we were told that wood pellets would be a renewable resource yeah. and it's good for the environment. We're saving on carbon emissions when in turn it's the exact opposite. Wow. So never mind the fact that you're shipping wood pellets all the way from the US. Of course, to I mean, here, yeah. To here and you're dependent, you're energy dependent mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. on all these different countries. When they are cutting down these trees, you're 
obviously facing issues of deforestation and losses in, bi in biodiversity. And the amount of carbon that wood pellets emit is just as bad as coal. Mm. And we are creating a carbon sink, so even though there's been trees replanted to replace what's being cut down, it takes however many amount of years for the trees to regrow again. So we are coming to market at a perfect time. Everyone's reliant on wood pellets and we can replace this now. Well, actually, when you, you say that, it just makes perfect sense because I'm just seeing ships of wood pellets coming across the water. You're just going, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. when, when So basically your solution, what you're trying to do is take the, the food waste, the domestic waste, industrial waste that we have here, transport it maybe a couple of miles. Yes. Turn it into a, a fuel that's useful and uh, uh, recycle that way as opposed to shipping from Latvia and the US. Incredible. So it does make perfect sense. Yeah. Amazing. So really then, the future we really have to look at our, our domestic waste and try and turn it into a, a useful resource at, at all costs because that's probably the only way we can go forward and actually improve what we're doing recycling at the moment. Yes, I do believe that. I think if people start to understand that there is actually value in our domestic waste, we can look at the waste industry in a completely different light and as well look at the renewables in a different way. Even if you were to talk about biofuels, a lot of this is made from ethanol from corn. We are facing issues of land use and you know there's food versus fuel debates. Um, so we have something that we produce every day, mm -hmm. we can't get rid of mm -hmm. in an easy manner that's mm -hmm. causing problems. Mm -hmm. So it's taking that problem and actually making it a solution. Incredible. So such a, well, a debate because, yeah, it, it, you think the numbers add up. It just, mm -hmm. It's just like one plus one is two, but uh, as we know in life, in politics and business, things aren't always that straightforward. But it's, but it's incredible. Yeah, if you, if you put it in paper, it, it, it actually makes sense. No matter what happens, we have to recycle our food waste in a smart way and uh, use it locally and not be transporting it away. Did, um, and I don't know again, it was this hearsay or, or I'm misinformed here, but did, did countries used to transport waste for recycling to other countries? Have you ever encountered that in the, in the past? Did we, did we ship waste to uh, China for recycling? Was that part of Oh, absolutely. All the plastic waste used to be shipped to China and they put a ban on that. So, so that did happen, yeah? Yes. We were doing that. We were doing that. Waste still is being transported overseas to Europe, mm -hmm. but this will be for in the form of SRF, so solid-derived fuels. Now, these plastics and this type of waste is being shipped for incineration. Again, it's the big dirty word. You can have better value from these plastics if they are properly recycled, mm -hmm. which is what we're aiming to do. Mm -hmm. um, do you think you think in in shipping companies why would people do this governments it just was that was the system that was the easy way out, the cheap way out. it's the easy way out it's yeah. what we believed was the right thing to do at the time perhaps yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know i understand and hence again where you invest so much in the r d you're trying mm -hmm. to find out the best way no it's amazing so we really need to back to what you're doing here and it's, it's great that you're here with us you're educating people uh, like myself silly me um but I, like again it's brilliant so now i actually understand so a food waste can be um, used and can be a, a useful resource as opposed to what we have been doing and what we could be doing with alternatives. Because actually, to be honest, most people, once it goes on the bin, they, Tuesday the box comes in empty again. We don't care. We don't mm -hmm. know. So it is incredible. Like I wonder how many people have actually seen inside a 
recycling plant or seen what actually happens. Um, and I often wonder, uh, you know, back to the newspapers and boxes that we get back in, are they actually uh, half of them recycled? Is it all a new um, product again? Who, who knows, really? It's a funny one. If you even look at the coffee cups recycling, that's another disaster that hit the media's yeah, attention. Yes. So there's 250 billion coffee cups going to landfill every year. Uh, most people were under the assumption that they were recyclable because yes, yeah. if you look at a coffee cup, you think it's cardboard. Yeah. Throw it into the recycling bin. But it's actually the lining on the inside of the coffee cup that's a thin layer of plastic mm -hmm. that Stop. cannot be recycled then because it's together. Now, we actually did a trial on strictly coffee cups and it came out great. So the coffee cups were broken down into fiber. The coffee cup lids will then form into a ball mm -hmm. where you can lift out the plastic that's ready for recycling and you're left with fiber. Yeah, so instead of landfill, you can use coffee cups to create fuel for energy. Because the government did have, in every budget, they have an opportunity to change and change our our behaviour by putting taxes in and I was amazed, absolutely flabbergasted, I, I buy them as well and I don't bring in a recycling cup that's just out of habit, why I'm not incentivised and you know, human nature we're all lazy at the end mm -hmm. of the day but there's no incentive for plastic bags, I'm walking into a supermarket and I'm kicking myself as I'm walking in and sometimes we walk back to the car because I don't want to buy another <laughs> three, three bags but again, I just can't believe that we don't have a penalty on these cups and um, we're charging people for not using recycling uh, cups. It's incredible. But again, your solution then, your system could solve the problem. Yes, we can solve the problem yeah. and we can save. If they're going to start putting taxes on stuff, you can mm -hmm. save mm -hmm. this money from the taxes and just put it into a sustainable waste management system. So it's just amazing again back to the, the, the decisions, how ordinary people ourselves, we don't understand sometimes what the decisions are and why they're made and um, what the big picture is because again why why is this not in place already and uh, we something that we definitely and clearly need you know mm -hmm. look after the recycling it, it, it feels I think there's a placebo effect maybe in place where again back to it, the bin leaves us Yes. And I've done my recycling. Actually, and there is a bit of... I'd be totally honest, I'm thinking that the tubes of toothpaste this week, the boxes, of the, the, the tubs of the plastic water, the butter dishes, the cardboards in, the Amazon boxes for Christmas, all all gone. And there is... You, you actually do feel good putting them in the different little yes. boxes. And you feel good that you fill them and put them out. But it's a, it clearly is then a, it's a placebo. It's not really maybe the best solution at the end of the day. Like I don't want to sit and say that everyone's recycling habits are just wasted. It does work. Oh no, of course to a it, certain works. Extent, it does. No, it does. It does. But it does. Better than going into landfill. Yes, but, there is, but some will still end up in landfill. And there is a better solution. There is a better solution. So we just need it. We just need to push yes. to get it in place. That's that's it. Demand the the penalties on the <laughs> the coffee cups. Uh, I'll be uh, complaining next time in Starbucks or somewhere. Yes. I have to pay extra five p for a cup. But, uh, what what to do? So no, thank thank you very much for sharing and educating us today. So if anyone wanted to find out more about your solution, your system, and what you guys are doing, what's the best way for them to find out? Is there? You can learn more about the technology on our website. Mm -hmm. So we have WilsonBiochemical.co.uk and HughesEnergyGroup.com. There are some educational videos there. You can see the engineers talking about the system. Mm -hmm. 
or you can just get in touch with me through the websites. My email address and contact yeah. details are there. Excellent. And we have the links for all of those in the description below this video as well. Okay. So thank you very much for coming in and, and explaining, blowing my head with uh, <laughs> how recycling works and what the future uh, entails and the options there. Um, again, most people probably don't even realise. So I really appreciate you taking the time out and coming in and, and sharing that with us. Uh, again, thank you for joining us today and uh, being educated as well. Uh, so this is Kieran from Profile3 and no doubt we will see you in tomorrow's video.